Welcome to day 282 of Shaped by the Words, season three, the story of the prophets. I'm Matt, and I'm here again with Adam Brunson, and we are walking through Ezekiel with you. Um, just yesterday, we, we saw the history of rebellious Israel, you know, continued to be outlined, but we saw towards the end of it, you have all of a sudden these, these promise, you know, these kind of images, these glimmers of hope where where God says, I am going to bring you through. I'm going to make you a holy nation. I'm going to, to bring you to the, the mountain of the Lord. And, and all of a sudden we begin to see, man, these, these promises of hope welling up in us. And, and you see the covenant reality that again, the people will be God's people and he will be their God. But that comes through judgment. And that has been a big theme that we've been walking through in Ezekiel. Lots of judgment against Judah, against Jerusalem. And our text, short text uh, today is, is no different. The word of the Lord is going to come to Ezekiel and tell him to, to prophesy again um, towards Jerusalem, prophesy towards you know, the, the people of God. And, and our text, you know, just maybe some brief introduction towards um, you know, just general Bible reading here where we find ourselves is kind of an unfortunate chapter break. You know, the chapter breaks are not inspired in, in our scripture. They, they were added later. Uh, but this section really is meant to be read in connection with, with chapter 21. And so it's setting the stage for chapter 21. Uh, so don't read this as a separate, you know, if you read this just as a separate prophecy and doesn't have direct, you know, relation to 21, you're going to really miss what Ezekiel is doing here. But uh, we'll, we'll spend some time in Exodus 20 or Ezekiel 20, 45 through 49. And then we'll hit chapter 21 tomorrow. So think about those, you know, in conjunction with one another, maybe if you want to read ahead and, and get into 21 today, after we spend some time in 20, then you'll get to hear us think about it tomorrow together. And, and that'll be a good time. But before we dive into scripture, um, Adam, will you, will you pray for this moment, pray for the hearing of the word and the reading of the word and the thinking of God's word? Absolutely. Let's pray. Lord, we, uh, we approach your word with, uh, with awe and reverence. We thank you that it speaks to us. Um, God, what a treasure we have in our hands. Help us understand it better, uh, to believe you more uh, wholeheartedly, and to follow you. We need your help towards these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Starting in verse 45, says, The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face toward the south, preach against the south, and prophesy against the forest of the southland. Say to the southern forest, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am about to set a fire to you, and it will consume all your trees, both green and dry. The blazing flame will not be quenched, and every face from the south to north will be scorched by it. Everyone will see that I, the Lord, have kindled it. It will not be quenched. Then I said, Sovereign Lord, they are saying to me, isn't he just telling parables? <laughs> there is the, the word of the Lord for us today, a short, a short passage. But, um, you know, one that, one that really is so vital to understand, when it, especially as we understand the story of Scripture, but we understand the, the nature of God as well, that God cannot overlook sin. He cannot be mocked. He's been telling his people over and over again that judgment is coming you know, for your sins. In fact, this is how God has revealed himself from the very beginning to the nation of Israel, that, you know, he is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, but he will not overlook the sin of his people. And, and so we're seeing that played out. You know, this prophecy against the South 
maybe, you know, at first glance, confusing because we're asking the question, who is the South? What is the forest of the Southland? Where is the direction? And, and remember um, what we said just a few moments ago, that this was meant to be read in conjunction with you know, chapter 21. So as you're reading this, uh, you're, we're going to see tomorrow that, that the South and the, the forest land, the language around that is going to echo, you know, what is, so what comes next. And so what Ezekiel is doing here is he, he gives us this prophecy, son of man, set your face towards the South. And then tomorrow he's going to say, set your face towards Jerusalem. So this is a, a direct prophecy against, you know, Jer- Jerusalem and Judah and the surrounding areas and judgment is coming. As you read this, is there some things that stand out to you? Yeah, one of the things that stood out to me is, um, you know, he says, you know, the the image is fire. You know, obviously it's a, a common image with with judgment and purification, but that this fire is going to touch both the green and the dry. Yeah, you know, it seems like those could be a good image for, um, you know, maybe the faithful and the unfaithful or something along that line which to me draws attention to the covenant nature of God's relationship with Israel. When he's going to purify, he's going to work. Um, he's going to work on the whole, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, no one's going to be left untouched by this. And we know ultimately, you know, wh- where this would lead for the nations would be the same thing that was, he said, what would happen back in, you know, in the early part of the Torah, that their disobedience would lead to judgment and this will happen to them. And then in the not too distant future from when Ezekiel's writing, yeah. but it will affect everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the, one of the things that we, we tend to lean into uh, to, to overlook our sin, maybe if you will use that way or excuse our sin is to think that we are, well, we're God's people or will we have God's favor or will we have God's mm-hmm. blessing. And, and so even at times we'll read scripture and there's those passages that are, that are clear warnings to us or clear indications of our own sin that when we read it, we really should see ourselves and our sinfulness in that, you know, being exposed and what we tend to do in those moments is maybe not yield to that, but instead overlook it, you know, because we hold on to something else. And, and so you get the sense that God has been pleading with his people, right? Hey, judgment is coming. And yet you still do not hear, you do not listen. You think that because you are, you know, my people by name only, that, that there's some sort of relief from what is coming. And so, yeah, you get the, the image really here is this complete devastation that is about to arrive. That is the word of the Lord comes, Ezekiel, set your face towards the south and look out towards the southland. All the land that you see is going to be devastated. And the people there, you know, whether righteous or unrighteous, green or dry, it will affect all of them, the blazing flame will not be quenched and every face from sort from south to north will be scorched by it. You know, so just the extent of, of judgment that is to arrive, it's, you know, there, there isn't a, well, I'll hold on to, you know, this hope or to this thing or to this, you know, the reality that I live in. Well, at least I'm God's people. But, but instead you get, man, judgment is coming. The people should have seen, and we've talked about this so many times on Shaped by the Word, but the people should have seen and, and heard the Word of the Lord here. And and rather than hearing and do not hear, you know, having ears that do not hear and eyes that do not see, they should have been quick to repent, to turn back to the Lord and to, to plead with Him, you know, that to renew to renew in them a steadfast spirit. And so, again, we see their hearts here are, are cold, they do not respond. Instead of responding to this message of, of judgment, they they mock. Isn't he just telling parables? Anything else stand out to you? 
It's it's hard to leave verse 49 alone. Yeah. <laughs> for me, you, you get, uh, you know, for one, you get an honest glimpse into the, the heart of the prophet. You know, these weren't bulletproof people. They were humans uh, tasked by God to do a, give deliver a message. Then I said, Sovereign Lord, they're saying to me, isn't he just telling parables? Yeah. What a hard job he had to try to convince wayward people of the message of God. I think it reminds me of of uh, the human difficulty or, or, or lack of our propensity maybe to not believe the word of God when it comes mm-hmm. to us. I think there's something in here for us. I think there, there may be equally something in here uh, as a reminder for us as we who do have uh, the word of life brought to us, not because we, we were more apt to, to receive it than anyone else, but by grace we have. And now we're to hold out that word of life in our generation mm-hmm. to remember some people will say similar things to us. You know, aren't they just telling parables? How can that message of Christianity still ring true, yeah. you know, in this world we live in? Um, that's old news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. You know, and yeah, you, you have to get a, a kick out of verse 49. Isn't he just telling parables? You know, I think in some ways they say what we feel too when we read the prophets at times. It's like, man, I, there's, it's so confusing. You know, who is this? Who is that? What is he talking about? And and it's a reminder, you know, this, this is, especially as we continue to read Ezekiel, this was not just a parable. You know, there was, there was meaning that was clear in these, you know, parables that he's telling and these dirges. You know, we saw a funeral dirge a few days ago. Um, you see Ezekiel acting out random things. There are a lot of crazy things that happen in the prophet, but they all come to deliver, you know, the word of the Lord to us, you know, for us that we would hear his word, respond appropriately and, and continue to search our hearts and, and continue to be people who live faithfully, you know, in, in the place where God has planted us today. And so that, that means me carrying the word of the Lord to those who then mock us and say, isn't that just parables? Mm-hmm. You know, we hold out to them. It's more than more than just a parable. It's the words of life, you know, and we want to respond appropriately. So another day in, in Ezekiel, another another fun passage, just a short passage, but one that's dripping with meaning. Uh, so let's let's thank the word uh, the Lord for his word. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word to us and all its fullness from the, the passages we love that are um, full of encouragement to the passages that are hard and, and full of a judgment. We're reminded that um, all of your words to us are, are grace. And so we ask that you would continue to sanctify us through and through by your word, that you would bring us into the image of Christ, uh, that we may be your people, uh, that we may glorify you, and that we may, um, we may live as a holy nation where you've planted us, a holy people, uh, for your glory, for our joy. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.